0: I'd like to begin by stressing something which is there in the beginning of the Mahabharata, that the problem we have faced for many centuries is that we have been told all our books, like the Puranas, the Mahabharata, the Ramayana, are mythologies, not historical. And we have, with the help of a lot of scholars, finally proved at a conference here in IGNCA called Mahabharat Manthan with historians that it is history. So when I am speaking of Draupadi today, when I am speaking of Devi Draupadi or Draupadi Amman that she is known in South India, I am speaking of a historical character and I am going to highlight certain points first on how the Vedic people Defined women empowerment and how Draupadi carries forward that Empowerment and today what we imagine Draupadi to be is based on misperceptions and that is why unfortunately There is no temple to Draupadi in her birthplace Kampilya and in a place of rule Indra Prastha and I'm sure everybody's mind and conscience will be shaken today and they will realize the need to get together for a Mohim, I'm using the word deliberately, for our mission to get Draupadi her due status because what happened in Hyderabad has traveled from South, from North India. South India had a reverence for Draupadi we never heard such incidents. And today if we do not restate the character of Draupadi to a real true status, and unfortunately we will keep facing. And so the crux is the culture of women gender parity, the culture, that Vedic culture that gives women an equality of status and respect has to be restored and Draupadi is the leading light for that. Our Vedic knowledge are the threads that string together the pearls of wisdom that give us the eternal unifying sanskriti we call sanathan sanskriti one of the most significantly places linked to vedic uh, times is kampilya the vedic city it was at one time a janpada later became the ca- famous as the capital of panchal kingdom and it is credited with having given us great scholars who contributed to writing the formats of Vedas also I am told as per information I have from little, uh, the books and of course we know about Ayurveda, we know about the Upanishads that come from the Panchalas area which is the Kampila area. The land has also given us women of learning and divine stature, their life reflecting the values of empowerment. Among many examples of such stands out Devi Draupadi as the tallest. I want to take you through some aspects of her life that show and how it is relevant in her her, her, sorry, her contribution as an exemplar of Vedic uh, philosophy and how it is relevant today. Some Vedic concepts about women. तो अथर्ववेद से ब्रह्मचार्य सूत के इस मंत्र में कन्याओं के लिए भी ब्रह्मचार्या और विद्या ग्रहण करने के बाद ही विवाह करने के लिए कहा गया है महत्व देत यह सूत लड़कों के समान ही लड़क कन्याओं को भी शिक्षा के लिए आ, महत्व देता है कन्याएं ब्रह्मचार के सेवन से पूर्ण विदुषी और युवती होकर ही विव Putriko putro ki hi bhati, putro kobi apne pitaki sampadi me barabarka. Another Yajurveda mantra says, Strioko bi sena, Strioki bi senahu, Strioko yudme bhag leneke liye prostare. If you remember, if all of us know our Ramayan and Mahabharata, Kekai was the sarthi of. Dashrat, before she got married to him. And all these women, they knew Shastras, the warfare Shastras, Shastra, uh, uh, you know, use. And so it is so much there in our society, in our Vedic literature. Why we have failed to take it forward is something that now today women have to fight to be in the army. एक और अथर्ववेद के योग में कहा गया है सभा और समिति में जाकर स्त्रियां भाग लें और अपने विचार प्रकट करें। So remember द्रौपदी इन द सभा स्त्री और पुरुष दोनों को शासक चुने जाने का समान अधिकार है। माता पिता अपनी कन्या को पति के घर जाने के समय बुद्धिमता और विद्या बल बन बनाने का उपहार दें। Another author Ved says, Hey Vadhu, to meshwari ki noka parcharo, or apne pati ko joki tumne sway chuna hai, who says sansar sagar ke par pachau. Only an educated woman can help her husband move forward in life. Hey patni, me gyan van to tumbi gyan vati ho, me samved ved to tum rig vid. We have been deprived of our knowledge and so we are facing all these problems. And of course, the most famous that people say, ki jaha, uh, you know, wherever women are respected, God resides. The gods resides in places where women are worshipped. Women are worthy of worship. They are the faith of the household, the lamp on the, uh, of enlightenment and all household they, are, they bring solace to the family and an integral part of the dharmic life. Even heaven is under the control of women. The gods reside in those households where women are worshipped and in households where women are slighted, uh, all efforts for improving will fail. The home has verily its foundation in the wife. The Rig Veda says these things. Of course, I think aap luk sab bahut gyani hai, aap ye sab hi hoge, But I just thought, let me just uh, repeat it in English also. Oh bright, may the knowledge of the Vedas be in front of you and behind you, in your center and in your ends. May you conduct your life after attaining the knowledge of the Vedas. May you be behold, benevolent, the harbinger of good fortune. And health and live in great dignity and indeed be illuminated in your uh, husband's home see this is how our ancient text treated women and that is why it is not surprising that we have Lopa, Mudra, uh, we have uh, Gargi and of course yeah. Maitri I mean you name them uh, the wife should do the agnihotra. Even two you know uh, you know when a woman uh, is not told. नहीं, नहीं I remember as a child, my father told me and one pandit told him, arre, arre, my father said, Why not? And I was taught the Gaitrimant when I was very small. The wife should do the Agnihotra, Sandhya Vandana, and Other daily religious rituals, if for some reason her husband is not present, the woman alone has the right, uh, full rights to do the yajna. So these are some of the examples. Of course, these are names. So we have Gosha, we have Lopamutra, we have uh, Maitri, we have Gargi, we have so many of them. We have, uh, of course, Ahilya and Sita kampile vasinim vasinem kampil nagare his sura, surabha suropa striya bhavante the commentator uh, Mahidhar has explained the ladies of Kampil were learned and beautiful and another person, Manmat, also has agreed to this and this is a very often quoted thing that the women of Kampil were so beautiful and so learned because it was a center of Vedic learning. People, Very few people know there was a university there at one time much before Takshila. So we come to Draupadi and how she is exemplifying Women empowerment as per Indian Bharatiya Sanatan Sanskrit. Who was Draupadi? Very few people know that Draupadi is Parvati's avatar and the Kampil Mahatma, and as per quotations from the Mahabharata given in Kampil Mahatma, Shiva was having trouble with the Ganga you know, issue with Bhagirati trying to get the Ganga down, and he uh, could not give time to Parvati and Parvati gets annoyed, they have a tiff. There's a very interesting uh, sculpture in South India where Parvati Ruti Hui hai shiv And then she he curses her to go down. And uh, he says, main Ganga neiche, pe hai, tum bhi pe jao. and she says, No no Prabhu, aapke bina main kaise sakti hu. And then he says, Okay, uh, I will I will not main tumhe kar I will meet you in another life. Oh Parvati, he says, and you will be born to the Chandravanshi king Drupada and I will be in the heart of Arjun and I, I will be coming in different forms to meet you. And that is the story also linked to her five uh having taken five husbands and Hamareha ki Pratimai, Hai, Puja ki jati hai, one itself in Kampil and in whole area, the whole district is full of them. So Draupadi is Parvati itself. We have to know who is Draupadi. Birth of Draupadi. Because we have to first clear misperceptions about certain things which make her into a very unusual personality which is unbelievable. They say she is Yajna Senini and the per- common perception is that she emerged out of the hovel. Now the actual story of her birth is... you. Uh, Drupada lost his half kingdom to Donacharya, we all know in the Mahabharata, it is given. He wanted to regain the kingdom and he said, I am going to get a Yodha son. And he wants to perform a Yajna because in those days we didn't have a you know, specialist, gynecologist or doctors to tell them, so he says I am going to perform a Yajna and he goes to the best Yajna uh, who's, that uh, are that, uh, called Yaja. And when he goes to Yaja and he says, I'm going to do, I want a putra, a yodha putra, and the yaja is very happy. Yes, you will have a yodha putra. Every king has a right for yodha putra. He was so excited, the king he told him, Now I'm going to kill you Dronacharya. And that's when he wakes out. He says, I will not perform the yajna because we do not do yajna for negative things. So what happens, for one year Drupada does penance at the feet of this Mahaguru and he does all the upai and then finally he is connected to the upayajna that is his assistant and they do a yajna in a proper way and the queen is supposed to come and take the prasadam at the end of the havana. And But unfortunately, she is a little late or whatever happens. Anyway, she is blessed with twins. Why we call her Yajna and why we say that this is Agniputri, it's a symbolic way of saying she was born out of the great penance and sacrifice of a Yajna and she acquires the quality of of a Agniputri. She acquires the quality of a Yodha. So, Yajna showing her as coming out or speaking is basically a symbolic way, which we use in advertising but our people in olden times were better uh, people in symbolizing than here. Because everything in our text is very symbolically said. So, it's a symbolic way of saying she had a proper worth, nobody actually comes out of the haven. We have to understand our text in, rea- in in practical terms to be able to relate it to our present generation. So she was born normally. She is called Yajnasenini Agniputri because she symbolizes the strength, the power of a yajna. And as I said, like fire out of gold, she was pure as gold. And she was shining and sparkling as gold. Now we come to her swamvar. There are two things about her swimwork that are very, very wrongly portrayed. One is about her being uh, ha- insulting Kerna and second is pati the, bhai. Now, academicians have been very, very good to her. They are analysing, they are writing. But the main problem with our society is that it is the academicians' duty also to go to the society and tell them the truth. Tell them as it is relevant. So, she did not insult Kern. The very essence of Swaymwar is she has the right to choose her husband of her own choice and of her own status. Okay. So, when she says no to Karna, she is not aware that Karna is from a, a royal status. So, why is she insulting? She is just refusing. She is using her right to refuse. There were so many kings she may have refused them. Secondly, five husbands, I have just told you that she had accepted five husbands because Krishna tells her, when she says, nahi nahi, when Kunti gives that order, so she accepts the five husbands because of that. Later on, Hat alleged Haran, Frank Dvapadi ka cheerharan nahi hua tha. <coughs> In those days, people never wore a sari. that you see sarees being pulled. It was an upper and a lower and an angrakshan. Yes, she was pulled, her hair was pulled and her angrakshat was pulled. But she was never disrobed. So this is the biggest myth. Again, in our Mahabharata Mantan that was held here, Pradeep Bhattacharya's article clearly establishes now another very very important thing. This Haran is supposed to be linked to her say her having said, andhaka beta, andha," and she laughed at Duryodhan. When a dignitary comes, it is the maids and the officials who take them around. So Duryodhan was being taken around by the maids, not by Draupadi. So who says Draupadi laughed? And when Vishma hears that he fell in the uh, pool, virtual pool, he says, "Hey, Dhritarashtra putra." It is Duryodhan who goes back to Hastinapur to his anger, his jealousy and he tries to antagonize his father against these people and he says, she laughed. So how can you say she is Draupadi? It could be any mate. So this is what leads her and here she stands in the sabha and says, presumption that It was not that Draupadi there, might there is, there is no mention that Draupadi laughed. and this is my thing is also being very well uh, corroborated by uh, the writer of Mahabharat Sri Narendra Kohli ji also so Draupadi was the victim of the Kurukshetra war and not the cause which has been wrongly portrayed she was a true Ardhagani she walks into the uh, you know uh, uh, agyatwas into the f- uh, 13 for 12 years of um, uh, one vase, etc., and she works as a hairdresser. To be the queen to another queen, what does she teach? A empowered, educated woman is not going to sit and crib and cry. She is going to stand by her husbands and even work. So she works, teaching us two simple lessons: no job is menial, and unless we are capable and unless we develop our qualities, we are not able to counter, uh, uh, overcome adversity. And she does that. Finally, her her friendship with Krishna is very, very critical because there's a lot of things being said about her and we all know that he called her Sakha. A woman having Krishna, the most intellectually evolved person, as a Sakha, can you imagine her level of intellect? You cannot have friendship with people who are not on your same page, you know. So she is an embodiment of all those Vedic things that they have to be educated. They can speak their mind out in the Sakha. And he has already said, so I'm not repeating, that in the Sabha, she knew that there was no morality in the uh, Hastinapur kingdom. So she raises legal questions. And then she takes out her hair and she says, Ki, jab tak mujhe nahi milega, kesh nahi So she uses her own strength to take up the fight against the society and challenges the kingdom itself, and that is why Krishna is on her side. And uh, her dialogue with uh, Satyabhama is, of course, very very interesting because it reveals her knowledge. It reveals how she manages interpersonal skills, how she manages the uh, all the you know um, affairs of the state. Even the Pandavas take her as a you know an advisor. They cannot ignore her advice. So there are all these qualities that our Vedic people said that women have to be educated, women have to be, uh, uh, you know, fighters, women have to have a say in society, they have a say in their own life. So the very fact that it's Shows how empowered b- women were. It is just that we have not been taught in the right way. The message is not percolated in the right way. The thing could, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, in today's world, if I say in the Western concept of liberalism, if a man can have five hus- uh, wives, why can't a woman have five wives? Husbands, tell me. So, I mean, if you have to take the Western uh, feminism into context, which I don't believe, I think. Draupadi deserves her due respect. And uh, she has to be understood in the right way. She has to be reinstated and bring gender parity. And as I started saying that in South there are many Draupadi Amman temples. There is a Draupadi festival in Bangalore every year for 15 days. In near Andaman there is a Union Island where they have all converted to Syrian Christians. Yet they have a Draupadi Amman temple and they pray to Draupadi. So her real status. If we understand Draupadi as a person, as a real person, as a historical person, and clear the cobwebs of misunderstandings, we will be able to help make our society better. Thank you.